Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 96 of our prayer campaign, and today we're going to pray that we not be caught unaware by the suddenlies. You see, when we talk about the suddenlies in Scripture, the very first thing that comes to mind, and maybe even the only thing, is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the Word says that, and suddenly there came as a mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit rushing in and it sat upon all of their heads as cloven tongues of fire. And they were endowed with this power from on high that they might be able to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and go out and be a witness. And that's a true representation of a biblical suddenly. Because we have to understand that God takes us through processes and seasons And there will be seasons in our life where he begins to reveal to us a promise. He will even send people to confirm and reaffirm that promise that we might be able to grab hold of it. But then he'll take us through our wilderness season, our stripping season, our cutting away season, our pruning season, our circumcision season. This is also our hidden season, our time in the cave where the Lord is working out all of the things that would get in the way once he's ready to step us in to that place of promise. He brings us through this hiding season, but then all of a sudden, when the time is right, there is a revealing and that revealing comes in the suddenlies. We go through our garden of Gethsemane. We go through our crucifixion. We go through our time of Passover. And all of these things are a testing of faith. They're seeing if we will be faithful in the little so that he can trust us with much. And it's also revealing to us things in us that we need to surrender and put on the cross so that he can entrust us with the power of Pentecost when the suddenly comes after our season of hiding and waiting and trusting and obeying. But there's another suddenly that is mentioned in scripture. And this suddenly is a judgment. Because you see, the Lord works in the same way in that he is patient. He gives us time to repent and get in right standing with him. All the while, while he sends the promise, a prophetic word, and prophets to reaffirm it that there is a judgment coming. All the time, he's allowing for us to get in right standing with him that we might avoid it. But if we don't take the grace and the mercy that is given, eventually... We will see the fulfillment in a suddenly. So in this, I want us to grab hold of the reality that because God is long-suffering and patient, both the times of revealing and the times of wrath come suddenly, but they don't have to come surprisingly. You see, both are outpouring. One is an outpouring of his gifts, while the other is an outpouring of the cup of wrath. Because God is good, but he is also just. He is merciful, but he will not be mocked. He is no respecter of persons, and he must pour out on us the same judgment that he has laid before all men. Yet does he always make a way of escape for those who believe him? 
We have to understand that God is love. God is not wrath. And the Bible says that he wants to give us good gifts. And in this, we see the reason for the suddenlies in that God is so patient and merciful. Before he is able to give us gifts, he gives us space for maturing and securing so that we don't waste or squander them. But also before wrath, he gives us space for remorse and repenting so that we might find the way of escape from it. It works the same either way because his mercy is so great. We can look at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit when that great suddenly came. Prophecies had been given for generations of this great gift that was coming. And then to the disciples, they spent three years in the learning, in the pruning, in the growing. They spent three years with Jesus being taught by him. And even after his death, burial, and resurrection, he tells them, wait, I'm going to send you out to do this great work in the nations, but do not leave this place until first that you have been endowed with power from on high. Wait, the promise was given. He said, it's coming. I'm going to bring this thing about, but don't step out until I have revealed you remain hidden in the season that you're in. The promise is coming, but wait for it. And they did. And then suddenly the revealing, the outpouring, the giftings, because in the waiting, God was making space for as many to get into right standing to receive it as possible. And we can see throughout the Old Testament the same thing happening even with judgments. And we see that God would send prophecies for generations upon an ungodly people or nation, giving them space to correct it, repent, get in right standing with him. And then when the time approached, he would call prophets to release and to announce that it was imminent, that it was about to be poured out. So wait for it. But then when it came about, it always came. In a suddenly, God made space for as many people to get in right standing to avoid it as possible. God is so patient sometimes that we begin to doubt whether or not what he has spoken is going to come about. And when we get to that place where it seems so unlikely, then it comes in a suddenly. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises and we tend to think about all of the wonderful promises of God when we read this but it means everything that he has spoken because if he said it his word will not return void this is the promises for great things because he loves to pour gifts upon his children but also must he pour judgment and wrath upon the disobedient and these are all encompassed in his promises it says he is not slack concerning his promises the things that he has said are coming as some men count slackness, but he is long suffering to us ward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This is how we understand that it is talking about both the good and the bad that he has spoken, that it will happen, but he is patient and he tarries, hoping that we will repent and get into right standing, that we would get into position to receive the blessing, the good outpouring, and not the outpouring of wrath. It says he's not willing that any should perish. Therefore, he is long suffering and patient with us because he has given everyone a chance to come to repentance. However, it says, but the day of the Lord will come and it will come as a thief in the night. 
In other words, after much waiting and peace and safety and thinking that nothing is happening, all of a sudden, when no one expects it, judgment. But there's also another passage that says that we are not of the night. Therefore, are we not caught unaware as those who are in the night, who are in darkness? So today I tell you, my friend, that there is no reason for a true blood-bought, born-again child of a living God to not be expecting and knowing when either blessing or judgment is brewing. Because the Lord will reveal it to you. If you will get on your face, repent of your wicked ways, cry out, call upon the name of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, show me. He will. But you've got to be willing to receive what he is willing to release. Because often we try to make him say what we want him to say. We're not willing to humble ourselves when we pray and say, Lord, you teach me. I'm willing to receive. Lord, you show me when the promise is coming and when I need to wait patiently. Lord, you show me when the judgment is coming and what I need to do to be in right standing. Lord, you show me and I will believe you and obey you by faith because that's the only way of escape. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 11 says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, Therefore, the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. What King Solomon was saying in this book of wisdom is that men continue in sin because God is so patient, because God is long-suffering, and he tarries with his wrath and his executions, giving us space for repentance. But because of this, it is in men's heart to continue in their sin. He says, though they sin a hundred times and God is so merciful that he does not execute the judgment speedily, they set it in their heart to continue in it, thinking that judgment will never fall on me. But Ecclesiastes makes it very clear that it is coming eventually and that those who fear the Lord it will be well with them. They are in right standing. God will make a way of escape. He will protect them. But on the wicked, their end will be sure, suddenly, and unexpected. As Christians striving to do that which is right in the eyes of God, we often see those in the world who put forth absolutely no effort to serve God, nor to submit to his words or will. Oftentimes we even see people standing in direct opposition to God, doing nothing but evil, and yet we question, why do they prosper? Why does God allow this to continue? The truth is, is that God loves all and he wishes that none would perish, but would rather be brought to repentance. So he tarries while sending words, signs, and opportunities for the wicked to submit and repent. However, this time of last chances does not last forever. In fact, if not heeded quickly, it will end suddenly when the wicked least expected and God's judgment falls in fury and wrath. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 9 says, This is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, See not, and to the prophets, 
prophesy not unto us right things, but rather speak unto us smooth things and prophesy deceits. In other words, tell us what we want to hear. Tell us what feels good to us, not what we need to hear, not what the Holy Spirit is really saying. And to the ones that are saying the truth, prophesying the word of the Lord, they would say, get ye out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from being among us. We don't want to hear those words of judgment. We don't want to hear that preaching. We don't want to hear those words from the Holy Spirit because they're not pleasing to me. They're not fluffing my flesh or making it easy. These are the types of things that these people are saying. He continues to say, Therefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because ye despised this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be unto you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly and in an instant. Judgment poured out like a tsunami, a wall in a suddenly unexpected because they forsook the warning that God was giving in his love and his mercy. He called for repentance and they rejected it and said, no, we want to believe what we want to believe. Tell us what we want to hear. We don't want to fear the Lord God almighty. We want a God that serves us and pleases us and expects nothing of us. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. And when you shall hear them say, Peace and safety. In other words, while the true prophets of God are speaking warnings and trying to bring people to repentance and right standing that they might escape the coming judgment, the false ones are prophesying peace and safety, saying, Don't worry about it. We're going to be okay. It says that when they say peace and safety, then you will know that sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. God made the way of escape, but they said what the enemy told them to say. They said what their emotions wanted to say. They wouldn't obey the word and will of God that he might get them out of the way of sudden judgment. So though, as we mentioned in the opening verse, that judgment on wicked actions and on disobedience may seem to come slowly. Know that it will surely come. You can't continue to shed innocent blood or to celebrate perversion without expecting God to finally get enough. So it's plain and simple. Don't play games with God because you won't win. Take the warning and repent. For those choosing to play with sin, wickedness, or rebellion, I say that today is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. Don't put it off, because tomorrow might be too late. Because once God begins to pour out from the cup of his wrath, there is no stopping what is coming down. There is no stopping what is coming down on you. Act now while you can. Or wish later that you had. And for those who have been hurt or wronged by evil men. I would say to you know that the devil has hopes of stealing your, your salvation. Through the planting of the seeds of bitterness and unforgiveness. 
However, God has tasked you with being broken for these people and praying earnestly for their very souls. So today, make it a point to search out and uproot any bitterness and replace it with brokenness. Know that no deed goes unrewarded, be it for good or for bad. Nevertheless, pray for mercy. And that even if God is provoked to wrath, that the lost might in it learn to fear and reverence him. No conviction, humble themselves, repent, turn from their wicked ways, and be saved. Because there is a suddenly coming. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And Hebrews chapter 10 verse 30 says, For we know him that saith, Vengeance belongeth unto me, and I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people, for it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So today, Lord, we come before you and we repent of our offense and our bitterness and our selfishness. God, we repent of putting forth false words to the people because we know that it's what they wanted to hear or it might take away their fear. But in the process, we've removed the fear of the Lord from them and therefore their wisdom so that they're no longer walking in right standing and they are standing in the path of judgment. Lord, we repent of this. I pray that you prick our heart and show us of any time that we are guilty of this, that we might fall on our face. God, we pray protection and blessing on those who are willing to preach your truth and deliver your word. Lord, we understand through scripture that men always came against those who were willing to put out the cry of repentance. And you told us to expect men to hate us for this because so did they persecute and reject the prophets that came before us and even you yourself. Help us to have wisdom and patience with men that a root of bitterness not set in that might cause us to come out of right standing and be worthy of the judgment ourselves. Lord, we lay it all down before you today. We praise your holy name. We thank you that you are good and so patient. God, we thank you for the mercy that you have extended to this nation for so many generations, even though they stood in your face and mocked you and blasphemed you and shed innocent blood and pushed perversion version on the young. Lord, they have done so much wickedness and the church has allowed it by acquiescence. God, we repent of this. And at the same time, we thank you for your mercy and your patience that you are not willing that any should perish. So you have tarried, but God, time will run out and it will come in us suddenly when we least expect it. So God, we cry out for a nation to fall before you in repentance. God, we do it ourselves first and and we pray, Lord, bring revival, bring the good suddenly, bring the outpouring, do whatever it is that you need to do that we might be able to spread the truth, Lord, that you might prove who you are in this earth through the outpouring of your giftings, that it not have to come through an outpouring of your wrath. Oh, Father, raise up people who will preach repentance who will not prophesy smooth things and lies and deceits just to please the ears 
of the people and to tickle their conscience and keep them asleep that when judgment comes like a thief in the night, they are not awake and they are overtaken because they believe the lie. God, shake the preachers, shake the leaders, open their eyes, cause them to see the truth and let them know that it's coming from you. God, we pray for patience in our own lives to endure the seasons of hiding and waiting that we not step out and try to make our own way, but we wait for your revealing. Yes, it takes a long time sometimes and it seems so impossible. But if we wait for it, you will bring that suddenly about and it will cause us to be a witness that can be sent out to share your gospel and your truth, to bring life to the lifeless, hope to the hopeless, salvation to the lost, and the truth of the message of Jesus Christ to a nation in distress. But only if we will serve you with selfless patience and waiting for your stage to be set, for your revealing. God, we trust you that you know best and you're going to do this thing perfectly and suddenly. And finally, Lord, we pray for those who will be caught unaware when the suddenlies come. Those within your church that didn't humble themselves to seek your face and so they missed the wave of the mighty power of God that you're ready to pour out, they'll miss that suddenly. But also, Lord, for those who are in sin and rebellion in the world, Lord, that when the wave of your wrath comes upon them, they will be so unprepared, it will be so unexpected because they were walking in darkness. There is no reason for us to walk in darkness when the light has been given to the world. But because men do not comprehend it, they do not believe in it, they reject it. They've always rejected it. It's the way it's been from the beginning. But the humble will respect you and seek you and wait for you until you reveal your truth. Lord, let us humble our soul with fasting and prayer and supplication and wait upon the Lord until we meet you there in that place of hiding and abiding that you might show us what is coming because there is an outpouring coming. There is an outpouring of giftings that we can get in, into position to receive and be used in but there is also an outpouring of judgment that we can be swept away in because they are both coming in a sudden but it doesn't have to be unexpectedly because you are more than willing to reveal your will to your children if we will but humble ourselves bend the knee seek your face and believe what you have to say Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.